Now, there are a lot of individuals we work with that that won't be the situation. There'll always be some support needs Mm -hmm. due to their particular disability. But we always want to shoot for that goal of a higher level of independence. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Say hi, Matt. Hello. Hey, and today we are talking with Abilities at Work, and we've got David Einhorn and Gerald Pierce. Hi, David. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, Gerald. Good to talk to you today. Good to talk to you. So we're going to talk about hiring people with disabilities and why it can benefit your business and stuff like that. And let's just go ahead and get into it. What does AAW do? Abilities at Work, what do you do? Well, our official mission is to uh, partner with businesses to find sustainable and fulfilling employment opportunities for individuals with intellectual developmental disabilities through personalized assessments, job development, placement, and ongoing support. And basically what that means is we have David going out to the community trying to uh, create relationships with businesses that are interested in diversifying their workforce. And we uh, get to know the individuals that we work with. Our clients come to us from Voc Rehab, County Case Managers, and also brokerage personal agents. And they are looking for a particular type of employment. And it's our job to find out what that is, make sure that we're listening to both the employer and the client, and then make a good job match that'll be sustainable for that individual over time with ongoing job coaching. Is it mainly developmental disabilities or is it physical disabilities as well? Um, Everyone has a developmental disability that we work with in order to be eligible for our program. But those... uh, often come with some physical issues as well. Not necessarily, but sometimes. So now when you say client, you're talking about the people that you're hiring or that a company is going to hire. Correct. That's the people who come to you. And then do you call, I mean, the companies that you hired, you just call them companies, you call them vendors. I don't Uh, know. We usually use the term host employers. Host employer. All right. So just so that when we know when we're talking later, if somebody says client, you know, that you're talking about the individual, the, the individual, not the company. So what's an example of maybe a few types of developmental disabilities that you guys see in your work that, you know, maybe some clients may or may not have that you would be able to help them find employment? We work with people on the autism spectrum. Also, there's fetal alcohol syndrome, a number of other disabilities that can occur With our system, we work with people that have their disabilities before the age of 18. That's one of the caveats with that. There's quite a wide variety. Some individuals we work with, uh, they have very high support needs, maybe some medical issues and things of that nature. And other individuals are very capable in the community, but just need a little extra support to maintain that employment. Right. And so maybe they have a hard time finding employment or Yeah, or the particulars. The particulars right. of that. We also provide uh, job skills classes and computer classes. And the job skills classes, uh, we focus on mock interviews, appropriate work behavior, those types of things to help people get into the job and also maintain that employment. And these people, it's not like a discount work program or anything like that. Like they actually get paid like a regular employee and... Absolutely. uh, Absolutely. We have people that get at least minimum wage. And then um, we have several individuals that have been able to progress in their jobs and go above that with regards to their pay. 
So what are, what are some of the benefits that a company would get for hiring somebody with a developmental disability? It would uh, boost their morale. It would um, get people coming in every day of the week, working, completing the job, and being trustworthy. Uh, they get a WTC benefit, which is 40% back of the first $6,000, which works out to be about $2,400 for uh, an employer. Wow, so there's benefits that they're paid back. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's, is that a state program or a federal program? Federal program. It's a federal program. So, and you guys work in, in Oregon, but mostly around the Portland metro, right? Or Washington County? Correct. We're in the Portland metro area. Do you do um, outside of Oregon, like Washington, Vancouver, we do Washington? Not. Okay, we do so not. just Oregon. But there's other agencies like yours in other states, right? Yeah, right. yeah each state runs it a little bit differently. Right. But it's uh, overall, uh, nationwide, there's been a really big push, and, and it's getting a lot more press and things like this, the right. podcast, you know, to get people understanding of the opportunities they have to hire these individuals. So what kinds of companies are usually hiring? So I imagine it's not like our company is is kind of a high tech firm. We don't have any physical location, probably wouldn't be a good fit for us, right? But is it mostly people with retail locations, warehouse, space, you know, um, um, offices? I think a lot of it has to do with the IPE goal of the individual. Everybody has a work goal that we have to focus on, and whatever that work goal says is the industry that we're looking at. And what would be an example of a work goal? They might want to do manufacturing, assembly, sorting, packaging, shipping and receiving. Yeah, it varies quite a bit. Um, one of the main things we do at the start of our relationship with the client is we provide a service called Discovery. And what that consists of is interviews with the client, also job shadows at various businesses. We also talk to friends and family and, and really try to find out what the experience that person has and what they like and what they don't like. A lot of the individuals that come to us don't have much work experience. So it's really important that we get to know them and give them opportunities to try different things so we can get them in a long-term placement and something they truly enjoy. So from working with you guys in the past, I mean, I've seen some of the videos and I've met some of the people and we've been to your office and that kind of thing, but maybe for somebody who doesn't know about you guys, do you have an example of someone who's, you know, been kind of a success story at a business? Well, yeah, we have quite a few. We have uh, one individual that I work with and have for 17 years. He's been an employee of Movies on TV. And that's a nice example of what we do in that this gentleman doesn't have the abilities to run the cash register and he doesn't read or write. Right. It's but, a movie theater. Yeah, right. it's a yeah. movie theater. But there was a series of tasks that weren't being attended to on a regular basis, some light janitorial duties. So the theater was willing to set up a situation where this person comes in on Wednesday and Saturday and does these series of tasks, which we created a picture book for, and it allows the other employees to focus on the other duties and not have to worry about that upkeep. And the Wednesday and Saturday correspond to cheap movie nights Tuesday. Right. So there's a big mess the next day. And also, you know, Friday's a big movie night. So. Right. So they're kind of picking up the tasks that don't get completed by the regular staff and that they don't really have the ability to hire another full-time person to take over that. But they could use like, you know, I, I wouldn't say temporary, but part-time. Yeah, exactly. And the term we use in our industry is job carving. Maybe the individual is not able to perform all the duties of a job description, but there are things that you can take out of there that help make the other employees more efficient with their time. So you touched on something when you were talking about that specific job, that you made an actual picture book of the way things go. Is that something that you guys normally do in setting up the jobs for your clients? Or? It depends on the individual. 
Yeah, it depends on the person. We can do a task list, or we can do a picture book, or we can do something else that will make them successful in the job. Sometimes all you need is a, a tablet, you know, where you can put those things on. Timing for breaks and lunches and when to go home, alarm watches and things of that nature. There's a wide variety of things yeah. you can use that just give that little bit of extra help so the individual can be more independent. And I know it's going to vary from person to person, but are you talking about more structured, repetitive work for the most part, or is it pretty widely varied? Or It varies quite a bit. The example I just gave, very structured, right. very day-to-day, the same thing. But we've also worked with individuals who weren't allowed in the work site. Right. We had a one of our, uh, I think, really, really, really good success stories is a gentleman that worked one day a week at Kohl's, and then he volunteered four days a week at a church. He wanted to move out of his foster care home. He wanted to get a car. He wanted to have an apartment, all those things. And over time, we were able to get him a job at FedEx, and they did not allow us on their facility. So in order to provide him with the support he needs, we'd meet with him before or after work, make sure things are going okay, help him study for his driver's test. We help him study for his work-related tests and things of that nature. And now he's living on his own in an apartment has a car, works at FedEx, yeah. and he's he's not even our client anymore. Right. Well, that's excellent. Yeah. From from what happened today, maybe we should help a lot of other people study for their driver's tests. Right. <laughs> so can, can it be a subset of AAW? So with that, you said he moved out. He's got his driver's license. He's working for FedEx. So a success story for you guys in that level is where they won't need you anymore. Yeah, there's a part of this is is working your way out of a job. Now, there are a lot of individuals we work with that that won't be the situation. There'll always be some support needs Mm -hmm. due to their particular disability. But we always want to shoot for that goal of a higher level of independence. And I assume if they're making their own money that they can get off partial or some of their other disability payments that they get, maybe those are state or city or government or county, I'm not sure how it would work, but... Yeah, uh, most of the individuals we serve have Social Security of some form. And as they make money, those Social Security payments, they go down. And so less of a tax burden and things on uh, the general public and also that level of independence. Right. I'm sure the independence and stuff is really what... That's what motivates. Yeah, that's that's the best part of it, right? So from a company standpoint, and I know that Jeremy loves it when I get a little bit off topic, so let's get a little bit off topic. As long as we don't talk about plumbers, I'm okay with yeah, it. <laughs> talking about plumbers, I met a plumber yesterday morning, and he was so excited when I told him that he could listen to 12 episodes of our podcast that all have mention about plumbers in them. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to go over to my truck right now. Great. So hi, if you're listening. But what I was going to say is diversity as maybe actual diversity versus the topic of like the keyboard warrior side of diversity on Facebook and stuff where people are talking about diversity. But when it comes to their workplace, you go there and it's 90% white men. Mm -hmm. So from a diversity standpoint, like you were talking earlier about helps diversify the workforce. How, I guess, how do you approach that sensitive type of topic with companies Right, because a lot of companies don't really want to talk about it unless they're larger and they have HR personnel and stuff like that. Well, you know, there's, uh, I believe, there's some federal mandates out there for larger companies and percentages that they're supposed to be reaching, and and we provide them assistance with that. We haven't had any uh, very negative responses with right. regard to the diversity piece, and I think that the population that we work with is a little different in that it's not necessarily a racial thing or things of that nature, but. The people that we work with, you know, the uh, the pride they take and also 
I would say the appreciation they have for the opportunity really shows. Right. And that, I think, is beneficial at the worksite. It's also, I guess, people are not going to have the impression that somebody is coming to take their job kind of thing. It's more like creating jobs for people or taking duties that other people will make their workload lighter or easier and giving those to someone else. Yeah, I think that helps. People are always a little paranoid about their place in right. the work site, and that's understandable. But when you're, um, you're taking out some of the more routine activities, I think that there's a lot of appreciation for that also. So who are some of your biggest employers around Portland and Washington County? And- Aramark is a big employer, Nike, Koi Fusion, Fred Myers. The Eurist Intel cafeterias have been very oh, okay. supportive. We currently have uh, about 58 locations where we have individuals. Most of those are are paid locations, but we also do volunteer groups. And one of the real advantages there is if someone's new to our program and we can get them in a volunteer group to find out, really see what their skills are, see what they like, see what they don't like. Are they showing up on time? Do they have good uh, support at their home? Those types of things. So if we start with that, we can have an idea of where the support needs come. And then when that paid position comes along, we're more prepared for it. And then how does that work with places that have kind of flexible schedule workforce? Like I know Nike for the most part is flexible schedule and stuff like that. Do you just try and get your people on a specific schedule most of the time? Or is it, you know, do you allow, I guess, I mean, like I said, it's going to be different for everybody, right? Yeah. But we try to get a a schedule where it's set so they know exactly when they have to come in and when they are off because it works better if they know the schedule. And also with transportation, because some of our people are bus riders. And then oh, yeah, some okay. are lift riders, which is a door-to-door service, and you have to schedule it 24 hours in advance. Oh, okay, so they need to know so when they, they got to be there and what, they're when they're going to leave. We do have some individuals that could do an on-call type position, right. but for the most of the people we work with, that set weekly schedule helps. Right. I know when I was uh, an IT contractor at Nike, I used to work for Nike Sports Marketing, and uh, when they went to flexible schedule, everybody pretty much still showed up at the same time. <laughs> so a couple people were off by an hour here and yeah. there, you know, but everybody pretty much still showed up at the same time. We need to talk about flexible schedules. That's right. We have a flexible schedule. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is it's, flexible. it's called work all the time. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk about like maybe a myth or two, because um, they're there. There's stigmas, there's myths and everything like that. So one of the things that I've heard is that people with development disabilities have a family who can take care of them. They're they're there all the time. They're going to live at home until they're 90, right? So myth, fact? I I would say that's a myth. It really varies. Some individuals have quite a bit of family involvement, and, and that's really great for their support system. But the majority of people we work with, they either live in a uh, 24-hour group home or possibly a foster care home, where the uh, the family involvement, it just varies per person. Okay. So. And then how about one? Uh, people with developmental disabilities, they're middle class and financially stable. No, they're not. They're, bl- they're below the poverty line. Below the poverty yeah. line. And that's pretty much across yeah. the board, right? Like yeah, across yeah. the board. Anybody on some kind of disability payment, especially where we live now with the amount that kind of the increase in the the influx of companies and workers has, has driven the price of rent yeah. and things like that up really high. And the unemployment rate amongst people with intellectual disabilities is three times the normal rate of non. Yeah, it's probably more than that now yeah. that the unemployment rate here is lower. Isn't it like 20-something percent? Um, I'm not sure. I, exactly I remember there. seeing a statistic exactly about it somewhere, but I can't remember where it was yeah. now. So what's the process for a company to reach out to you who wants 
maybe to diversify their workforce and they want to see if it's a good fit for them, how would they start that process? They could uh, go to our website and check out our website and they would send uh, an email to our informational uh, address on there and then Jill would forward it to me. And it's abilitiesatwork.org? Org. And then I would follow up with the employer and schedule a meeting and do a tour and see what we can do to get a partnership going. Sure. Now, you guys have, um, I know your next fundraiser is actually going to be after it's recorded, but it will have before gone by airs. before it airs. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, but do you have one coming up? For I know you guys do like a barbecue in the summer. We do. It? We have an annual picnic mm-hmm. happening August 1st. Is it 1 to 4 or 12 to 4? Yeah, I don't think the yeah. exact hours okay. uh, It's at uh, Columbia Park, and we are having a DJ. We're having some prizes, some games, a lot of fun. Employers are going to be out there. Come out and see our population and the people that we work with. Yeah, it's, it's basically more of a celebration right. than the fundraising piece. But uh, we do that, and then we do a holiday gala okay. in December. And then you guys take donations for prizes and things like that for companies, and you're a registered nonprofit. Yes. Correct, right? 501c3. So 501c3, so companies can donate to you and also they could, you know, donate prizes or services or whatever and, and get tax receipt and all that kind of yeah, good things yeah. that come along with that and yeah, we uh, found, good publicity uh, for them. Yeah, we found yeah. people to be very generous. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. David's done a great job of, of reaching out to the community and, and, and getting donations and it really adds to the event. Perfect. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having us. It was it was great getting to know more about your business, and I look forward to seeing where you go in the future. Thank you. Thank All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markoff. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next time as we talk with Hussein Albiati about the story behind the brand. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson, mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.